I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. Radio pharmaceuticals have long been shown to be effective at killing cancer, but often damage healthy cells because they are so toxic. Convergent Therapeutics has developed platform technology that takes advantage of the power of radio pharmaceuticals, but links them to targeting mechanisms such as monoclonal antibodies and ligands to deliver them in a precise and highly targeted way. Its lead experimental therapy is an actinium-linked monoclonal antibody that targets prostate-specific membrane antigen to treat prostate cancer. The ability to use dual-targeting mechanisms offers the potential for powerful combinations of radiopharmaceuticals while limiting their toxicities. We spoke to Philip Kantoff, co-founder and CEO of Convergent, about the company's platform technology for developing next-generation radiopharmaceuticals, how the company targets tumor surface molecules, and how its approach minimizes the toxicity of these therapies. Phil, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Danny. It's great to be here. We're going to talk about Convergent, its efforts to target novel cancer antigens, and its lead therapeutic candidate, a first-in-class actinium-linked monoclonal antibody to treat prostate cancer. Before we talk about that, though, I'd like to begin with you. You've spent most of your career on the clinical side of cancer before co-founding Convergent. You served as chairman of medicine at Memorial Sloan Kettering, and before that, spent nearly 25 years at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, where you served as division head of solid tumor oncology. Why did you decide to take the position of CEO of Convergent? That's a good question. Um, You know, I um, saw the clinical data that was produced by Convergent uh, that was formed about seven months before I joined, and I was really intrigued by it. I thought it was fantastic phase one data. I also looked at the preclinical data that Neil Bander, the founder, um, had generated, and it was also very compelling. And I thought the whole story was fantastic. Um, it, com- it came at a right time where radio pharmaceuticals are becoming uh, more part of the armamentarium in the, in the treatment of cancer. And for me, it was a, a, a personal change from going from academic medicine, which I had been in for about 35 years to something new, exciting and different. Um, And I really enjoy building teams and um, creating a vision for uh, which direction we're going in. And so I decided to join Convergent on July 1st, 2021. So it's almost a year, Danny. How do you think your deep experience in clinical and academic medicine shapes your approach as CEO? Well, first of all, um, 
it helps me with the um, understanding the clinical problem of cancer. Um, first and foremost in prostate cancer, but beyond that, since I had experience in solid tumor oncology and for that matter, the breadth of medicine in my career, um, being a, a laboratory scientist and a clinical investigator helps me at this point design clinical trials that are relevant, that uh, fill in the unmet needs uh, in cancer patients. And finally, um, having spent most of my career in leadership positions, uh, it allows me to manage a company and, uh, you know, wear when you start it, when you're in a startup, uh, wear different hats at different times, which is uh, really fun for me to do. And the tremendous learning experience for me also, it's, it's, it's very new from the standpoint of organization. Uh, I've always been in a um, academic institution and this is a uh, independent uh, organization that uh, I'm helping to create. So it's it's very exciting from an organizational standpoint, leadership standpoint as well. At the same time, have you found you needed to make any adjustments in your approach working as a drug developer rather than a clinician? Of course, um, you know, a lot of my time is spent in things I'd never done before, like uh, building a company, um, setting up HR, setting up IT. Um, hiring people with different skills, uh, building a culture. Um, so um, it's it's been an interesting change in my uh, in in my um, career. Uh, uh, do you find it strange the pace at which you can get things done when you want something done? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to go through uh, twenty committees to get something done. Exactly, Danny. Um, you know, the committee is uh, a few of us making a decision. We move, we move forward. It's it's a lot more nimble, as you know. I mean, it it's not easy, but it's it's nimble. Um, so that makes it a lot more fun. Convergence lead clinical candidate is an experimental therapy for prostate cancer. What's the need, and and what's the opportunity? So there are uh, about. 35,000 men that die of prostate cancer every year in the United States and probably 10 times that much, um, that many that die in the world every year, about 350,000 men die of prostate cancer. Very common disease. Not everybody needs to be treated. Many people do need to be treated. Many people who are treated are cured, but there's still many people who die of prostate cancer. And, Despite the fact that we've made great strides over the past 10, 15 years in developing new therapies for uh, advanced prostate cancer, that is either uh, when the cancer has relapsed or has metastasized, um, people are living longer, but they're still dying of disease. So uh, we want to diminish the mortality from prostate cancer and for that matter, other cancers. And... This radiopharmaceutical approach is, is very timely since um, the availability of some new isotopes um, 
is is going to be a, a, a game changer, in my opinion. And the game changer is the fact that um, actinium-225, which is a alpha-emitting particle, um, radio pharmaceutical, that is, that emits alpha particles, is now becoming available. And the radioisotope itself is a thousand times more powerful than a beta particle, which has been used in the past for, uh, for therapies. And um, combining that with a targeted um, therapy, which is an antibody that's directed at a specific antigen or protein on the surface of prostate cancer cells called prostate-specific membrane antigen is just a powerful combination. Targeting cancer cells and delivering an alpha-emitting radiopharmaceutical, I think is going to be a game changer um, in the context of prostate cancer. How effective are existing therapies to treat the condition and what's the general prognosis for someone who's diagnosed with prostate cancer today? Prostate cancer when caught early, and what I mean by caught early, when when the cancer is all contained within the prostate, um, which is usually detected because of an abnormal prostate-specific antigen, PSA, sometimes detected because of a lump on the prostate. When it's all contained within the prostate, it's very curable with either surgery or radiation. Those are two sort of very fundamental strategies in the treatment of all cancers, radiation and surgery. However, about 10% of patients who walk in the door with prostate cancer have cancer that is already metastasized. And in addition to that, a significant proportion of those patients in whom we think we have caught it early and we think that the cancer is within the prostate, it relapses. And the earliest sign of relapse in those patients is a elevation in the PSA once again. So for these patients, um, many of them will succumb to prostate cancer over the course of 5, 10, 15 years. And there have been many therapies over the past 10, 15 years that have been developed, which have been incremental. And what I mean by that is that they've prolonged survival by an average of a few months, um, sometimes a year. They've improved the quality of life for patients. So patients are doing better than they had 10, 15 years ago as a result of uh, incremental uh, advances in the field of prostate cancer. Um, but as I mentioned before, Danny, I, I, there's still a tremendous unmet need. Um, some of the therapies that we use are toxic. Um, one of the fundamental treatments for advanced prostate cancer is hormonal therapy or androgen deprivation therapy, which lowers a man's testosterone. It's effective at arresting temporarily the, the the progression of the cancer, but it's pretty unpleasant for men to have a lowered testosterone. Chemotherapy also has its side effects, as do many of the other therapies that are used. 
So developing a therapy that has a wide therapeutic window that is highly efficacious, not very toxic, is very desirable um, for cancer in general and specifically for prostate cancer. And I do believe that over the course of time that our agent Convo-1-alpha used alone or in combination with other agents will move into earlier stages of prostate cancer. And as I mentioned before, have even a greater effect and um, possibly minimal toxicity. What exactly is Convo-1-alpha targeting and how difficult is it to both construct it and get it to deliver its payload precisely where you want it? Right. So the target is the prostate cancer cell and specifically a protein on the surface of a prostate cancer cell called prostate-specific membrane antigen or PSMA. The antibody is relatively easy to produce. It's been around for at least a decade. And the big change has been the um, availability of this specific radioisotope, actinium-225, which is this alpha-emitting radiopharmaceutical. Attaching it to the antibody is, is not very difficult. Um, so once you've attached it to the antibody, which you can do in a test tube, for example, um, then administering it to a patient is, is pretty straightforward. And the antibody is targeting the prostate cancer cell and the antibody coupled to the radioisotope actinium-225 is taken up by the prostate cancer cell and the alpha-emitting radiopharmaceutical um, then emits its radiation and causes double-strand breaks in DNA in those prostate cancer cells. And double-strand breaks in DNA in a cell are very, very hard to repair. So most cells that are that get delivered a actinium-225 molecule uh, die. So uh, the strategy is targeted radiation. We've known that radiation works for over 100 years, 150 years in the treatment of cancer, but this is a much more targeted approach than the traditional ways of delivering radiation with external beam radiation, for example. And how does actinium compare to older radiotherapies? Well, actinium is a alpha-emitting um, radiotherapy. Um, when you go for treatment of prostate cancer that's localized within the prostate and you get radiation, those are x-rays that are delivered. Highly penetrating, but much lower energy um, radiation than an alpha particle. And then what, what has also been used are beta particle radiation. And in fact, there is a therapy now that has been approved by the FDA that delivers a beta particle through a small peptide to PSMA 
um, approved by uh, the FDA for Novartis, and it's currently being used. But the movement over to alpha particles is something that many people in the field are thinking about, are trying to do. And we believe that antibodies are the best way to deliver alpha particles in the context of PSMA targeting. The antibodies are a delivery mechanism here, but is there any beneficial effect the antibodies have beyond just delivery? It's a great question. So when an antibody, when the PSMA directed antibody is delivered to a patient with prostate cancer, it, it does not have any beneficial effect. You can attach an imaging molecule um, that is another isotope, and it allows you to see where the cancer is, but it, it is not therapeutic. Interestingly, though, the antibody increases the uptake and retention of the radioligand. Now, the radioligand is what I mentioned before, Danny, the drug that was approved by uh, the FDA uh, for Novartis called Pluvicto. So the radioligand brings in a beta particle into a prostate cancer cell. The antibody increases the ability of the radioligand to get into the cell and stay in the cell. So there's synergy between the cold antibody or the unlabeled antibody and the radioligand. So another strategy that we're pursuing is combination therapy. The combination of the radioligand in combination with the radioantibody. So you can deliver two types of targeting which target different parts of the PSMA molecule that have different kinetics where ligands get in quickly and are excreted very quickly. Antibodies are taken up slowly and are retained for a longer period of time. There's synergy between the alpha particles and the beta particles. Alpha particles are much more powerful for one thing, but also are more effective at treating lower volume or smaller microscopic disease compared to beta particles. And there's non-overlapping toxicity between the two. So the combination approach is something that we're pursuing as well. Certainly seen a, a number of antibody conjugates. Uh, in, in the past, the linker has been the, the critical component to some extent. Has there been any trick to getting the actinium to link to the antibody? There's no trick. I mean, antibody drug conjugates, which you're referring to, Danny, are um, have been challenging for many years. Um, there has been a breakthrough in um, the linker technology there and uh, delivery of not a radioisotope, but a, a chemotherapy drug in the context of breast cancer, in, in the context of of uh, her two directed therapies in breast cancer. And that was a big finding at the ASCO meetings this year. Um, radio antibodies are just simpler. They're simpler to produce and they don't need as many steps 
in order to be effective. In the context of antibody drug conjugates, you need the antibody to bind to the surface of the cell to be taken up in the endosome to be transferred over to the lysosome where the linker is broken and allows the chemotherapy drug to be uh, delivered into the cell. In the case of the radioantibody, you need binding to the surface of the cell, and that might be it, although I think it would be advantageous also to be um, to be uh, taken up by the cell, which it is in most cases, the antibody um, combined with the uh, radioisotope. And what's known about the safety and efficacy of your candidate from studies that have been done to date? So, so far, we have performed uh, a number of studies. The first study was a single dose of what we call Convo-1-alpha, which is the PSMA-directed antibody coupled to actinium-225. A single-dose experiment in men with very far advanced prostate cancer who have been previously treated with chemotherapy, hormonal therapy, even radioligand therapy. And um, we did not select patients based on the presence or absence of PSMA expression on their PET scans. And in that study, uh, remarkably, um, 45% of patients responded. And interestingly, the proportion of patients that responded who received prior radioligand therapy was equivalent to those who did not, suggesting that the alpha antibody is superior to the beta ligand. And one of our strategies going forward is to um, do a registrational trial in men who have been previously treated with the radioligand and treating them with Convo-1-alpha. We have gone on to do a multi-dose experiment, and we're finding even better results than the single-dose experiment. We'll, we're giving cum cumulatively higher doses of the uh, radioantibody in that experiment, and we're finding even more intriguing results. The main side effect from um, the radioantibody approach with the alpha particle is hematopoietic toxicity, specifically um, low platelet counts that are, are, are seen at high doses. This is not an infrequent um, side effect to many of the therapies that we use. In the case of the radioantibody, it's um, transient and reversible, um, but it is the toxicity that we see. We don't see the toxicity that's seen with the radioligand, which is salivary gland and lacrimal gland, so dry eyes and dry mouth. We don't see that side effect with the radioantibody. Are you looking beyond prostate cancer at other indications? Absolutely. So um, there's a, as you can imagine, um, there have been discovery efforts uh, for many other surface antigens across many tumors and there are many that exist and there are antibodies that are that exist that target those antibodies and some have worked some have not worked um and uh we're picking out a few right now to um use the radioantibody approach with 
And so using an antibody coupled to the actinium-225 and treating other, other cancers other than prostate cancer. So we're be beginning that effort right now. At the same time, are you looking to mix and match different radiotherapies with monoclonal antibodies? Um, well, as I, as I said before, uh, we're using the uh, ligand antibody approach as, as a combination therapy, and that may be applicable across other solid tumors as well. Um, so, and, and it's possible that combining antibody drug conjugates with radioantibodies might be a interesting combination. So we're, we're pursuing a number of different avenues. And how is the company funded today and how far will existing funding take you? So, um, we have, uh, a convertible note and, uh, we also, uh, have sold some marketable securities from uh, a sub-license. And so we have about $6 million right now um, on our books. And we're about to enter into a $65 million Series A uh, uh, fundraise and uh, beginning this probably in the next couple of weeks. Phil Kantoff, CEO, CMO, and co-founder of Convergent Therapeutics. Phil, thanks so much for your time today. Danny, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.